You have one unheard message. Oh, yeah. Oh, snap. I brought a buddy in to help me out with this song this time. Call me the buddy. We about to go in it. Hard as hard cider. Whoa. And y'all don't want that hard cider. This is a drunk dial, baby. Drunk dial, baby. Drunk dial, baby. You trying to tell me that the kill of beef only lasted one week? What about the kill of beef? And what about that sting? Something that you want to clean Something that you want to clean To boo oh. so, so you want to know I'm drunk Beep 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 Boop 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 Bop bop boop Call Ring How you doing? I just peed myself Cause I'm drunk Dio Dio <laughs> Die, yo. Uh, yeah. Richard and Dyke on the mic. They like to fight, and it isn't right. I think uh, that's real nice. I'm Cleveland. I've got some spice. Cause I'm drunk, cause I'm drunk, cause I'm drunk, yeah. Drunk, I'm drunk, I'm drunk, yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Do you remember when Grease Lightning was a hit TV show? <laughs> I actually don't. I thought that was a movie. It was a movie, <laughs> but there was a split second when they tried to turn it into a TV show. Nah, I think you're talking about Tarzan. Oh, that was Tarzan. Oh, Buzz Lightyear. That was Tarzan. You remember when they made the Mighty Ducks? Nah. TV show? <laughs> nah. They did that. They made a cartoon for a little bit. I didn't have cable. So I watched Arthur. And I watched Word Dog. I made the same word, girl. I'm drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, cyber chase. Running in the motherfucking cyber chase. I say, hey, what a wonderful type of day when you win luck to play. You can do this all day. That's for your author fans out there. Hi, and welcome to the Drunk Dial Podcast. I'm your host, Ike Michaels, and with me, the most professional podcaster, Bridget Haran. What's up, guys? Nailed it. Nailed that <laughs> opening. First try. First, first time first time's a win. Swoosh, dunk. <laughs> Double dunk. Oh. How are you doing? I'm I'm feeling all right today. How are you? Uh good. I don't know. I, I just got some 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 sniffles. Happening. Yeah. I had a little a little stuffed up uh I don't know, I had a sneeze. I usually have allergies every every year and I really haven't had them this year. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just terrified. That if you sneeze or have a watery eye or anything, it's like you're going to be drug off to the gulag. Mm-hmm. 
And mm-hmm. it's like, it's not COVID. I just, I, I really just had some dust and it made me sneeze a couple times. And I like ran outside to sneeze. I was like, I'm not trying to sneeze in front of anybody. So you like sat there for a second. You're like, I'm just going to go in the other room. Like, yeah. You have to like fart or something? Like, no, I just have to sneeze. I have to sneeze. sneeze in the other room. <laughs> Sorry, I don't, I don't want you to, anybody judging me. Like, oh, No, you're you're in much better shape today than I was in yesterday. So all, all is well. What happened yesterday? I just was a, just a disaster. I, um, as we mentioned before, had this uh, like minor heart tickle thing <laughs> that I had handled a couple months ago. Uh, and uh, Heart tickle. Some call it open heart surgery. I, it's just more of a tickle. But now I'm back to doing this treatment and apparently makes me real sick to my stomach. So it's just a, just a hoot and a half. Yeah, uh, we're recording these out of order. So uh, having you run in the middle of an interview to go throw up. You know, it, it's pretty on par for me, though. It's like you always know the disaster is going to strike at some point. It could be worse. I mean, you could be pregnant. That, boom. And you're not. There it is. I mean, I don't know that. That's not true. I don't know if you're pregnant or not. I'm absolutely not. I hope I hope you're not. Yeah. No, not pregnant. I, I, I always go with the, the double tap method. So like if I'm I'm on birth control and then the guy has to either like wear a condom or pull out, whereas like if I'm not on birth control he has to wear a condom and pull out you always have to double tap oh. two methods of birth control at all times gotcha. <laughs> i work too hard too hard for it have some <laughs> lackadaisical dude just fucking blow his load no no whoopsie daisies not in this court well that has to be the benefit of uh hooking up with women though right you don't even have to worry about it definitely it. is yeah it's definitely a plus um, I, it's, you just never have to worry about it at all. There have been times where I've gone like whole years dating the same woman and I'm always like, do I even need this birth control? But then like, as soon as I say it, something terrible happens and I have to break up with her and then I go back on that dick and then. See, I was just thinking about it from the exact opposite point of view. <laughs> I was just like, do I want, can I afford dick? Can I afford dick right now? In, in this, in this, in this climate. And, with the way that, with the way the world's going, we got a recession a going on. It's like I, can, I cannot afford it. Yeah. Wow. That's wow. when you always know when Bridget doesn't have enough money for her birth control. She's it's just with the ladies. With the ladies. With the ladies. <laughs> wow. I never thought about uh, women being cheaper than men, but yeah, I guess that. Mm-hmm. The way I do it. I guess that makes works out. I guess that makes sense. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well. Here we are. <laughs> and here we are, just kicking it off. Yeah. In the best kicking way it possible. off with, uh, we know all about. Uh, Bridges birth control methods. <laughs> yeah. I was guessing the rhythm method. We don't know what it does that anymore. Oh, I choose uh, abstinence. I believe that's the way the Lord wanted it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For me, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, uh, you should have some sex and then just be abstinent the rest mm-hmm. of your life. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to put all these character traits together so yeah. that abstinence is the easiest method. It, won't, it won't be difficult for you. It'll be very easy. Oh. You will chase everyone out of your life that cares about you. Um, I do that too, just after the sex part. Whew, this is going to be a fun episode, guys. Don't don't judge us by what the first four minutes That's have been. That's true. It, this, has been, this is putting to shame what is... is promising to be a very amazing interview um you just got back from ohio correct no did you not go to ohio last i didn't go 
Remember, because they all got the, they all, there was the Rona scare, and they were like, remember, you're a delicate flower. They're like, you probably shouldn't come out here. Are you serious? Yeah. I told I you I totally thought you went. I thought there was pictures of you, like, at the brewery. Did you post brewery pictures over the weekend? No. Am I going crazy? I feel like maybe you have Corona. I thought. <laughs> I know. It's hitting your mind first. No, yeah, no, I was supposed to go, um. Which I always love going. I like being with the rest of our chef's team. It's a lot of fun. Um, we all get along really well, and uh, we all can keep up with each other drinking. But their uh, Ohio's numbers are spiking, and so our corporate chef was like, you have the worst immune system of any person I've ever met, plus you're leaking from your chest, plus it's a long drive. And he was like, maybe just don't. Maybe don't, maybe don't worry about it. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, I had totally... <laughs> Built up some false memories there. Yeah, I mean, I can I can roll with it. I can pretend like I went. But no. I, I thought I don't know. I thought I I thought I remember you saying you were going, and then I mm. thought I saw a post where you're like, I love working with the staff, and I just thought you were with the staff, and I don't know how I don't know. It was like everything you posted online. I made it be Ohio. You were like she's in Ohio right now. Yeah. No, I was here Sunday. I guess I that's why I asked you what time are you coming back. Oh yeah, no, I was yeah, no, I was. When are you coming back? I was like, yeah, from from where? But yeah, no, it's a, it's it's a scary kind of time right now because I think everybody has in in the Midwest, and I know Indiana's numbers are starting to climb as well. But I think we all went out and we're like, this is fine, everything's fine, you know, we're social distancing, and now numbers are spiking again, and people aren't. People are not wanting to go back into quarantine, but it's like if we no. do, if things don't change, then uh, we're going to be in a in a shit show. Yeah, and it's also interesting, especially in here, because the past couple of weeks uh, we started talking to comics in LA and New York, mm-hmm. and they're like, "What are you guys doing? Yeah. What are we're you guys like, doing out there? Know. <laughs> we're wilding. We're wilding over here. We're just winging it. Yeah, I mean, we do know that Fourth of July is the favorite. You know. Midwest white trash holiday to celebrate in groups, so it it was gonna be a mess either way. Well, and I remember just the you know not being able to be you know groups of more than six people mm-hmm. and not being able to whatever. So it's just like it seems to me like the trade off is like put your mask on when you go outside, or yeah. you know try to social you know like split the difference between yeah. being completely quarantined and being you know whatever yeah. it's like responsible. If you, yeah, so we can get to some semblance of normalcy back speaking of which uh i got my first comedy show of not of 2020 but since february i was yeah. listening back to my last time i was actually on like a show show yeah because i know it was like what the first week of march that things fell apart yeah i saw a really good show in february mm-hmm. and um that and it was like I was thinking back that long. I was like, "That's when I broke my, uh, <laughs> that's when I broke my, uh, my fake tooth." <laughs> like, I uh, I had this great show, and then I like invited some girls. It's like some girls were hanging out after the show, and they're like, "What do you guys do?" I was like, "Hey, you guys want to come down and have some drinks with us at the local pub?" And they were like, "Yeah," <laughs> and like I just I was like, it was this weird deal where like. I am by no means a headliner. Like, mm. I am by no means a feature. But um, I 
was looking at the list of comics, and there was two shows. There was a Friday show and a Saturday show. And I was looking at the list of comics on the Friday show, and I was like, I didn't see a big mm-hmm. name on there. And so I was like asking the people who put on the show, I was like, who's who's the headliner? <laughs> like, did you forget to put, yeah. put them on the list? Like, what's <laughs> going on? And it was like, oh, no, I guess... You're the headliner? And he said it like that. Like, it wasn't like... Not full of confidence. No. It was like, oops, we forgot to get one, and uh, I guess you can close out the show. And it wasn't... All, it was like a 15-minute. It was nothing. Mm. It was like... I definitely had the time or whatever, but... Uh, yeah, there, but there is definitely that, like, bump when you do well. Yeah. And, you know, you're the last person, and then everyone's, like, wants to hang out with you and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, yeah, I killed it. That's like great. feeling yourself a little bit. Yeah, a little, <laughs> a little bit too much, as it turned out. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, like, hey, like, you know, you girls want to go down to this bar? And then we go down, and we all order food. And I literally take two bites out of this burrito, and I could just feel... Like the the whole bridge of my mouth is like fucked up, and I was like, "Oh, I just, I think I just broke my fake tooth." Mm. Uh, yep. Yep, that's that's what happened. So, 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 I'm, so, I'm, so I'm not having a good night anymore. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was the last time that I. And then I think we went out of town for a show, like maybe the first week of March, up in. Um, where was it? I don't know. Right out of town, and it was that wasn't a great show. That was like out of town, Muncie. Maybe. Uh, where's Kettletop? Kettletop is. Uh, I don't know. You know, we'll say Muncie. I don't know. <laughs> it's some some place nearby. Yeah. But already being that far in March, there was like I've been to that place before, and it was Anderson. Anderson, close to Muncie. Uh, but I've been to that bar before. It had some really good shows. And this is, okay, first, second week of March. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't that many people out already. And, like, there was just two. I mean, there was, everyone that was in there was obviously in there for the show. And mm-hmm. I just, there was just, like, two women that were just hanging out. They were just, like, talking, having a conversation. And, like, I don't like to be the comic that yells at people. But mm-hmm. I, like, definitely had to stop. And I was like, can, are you, can you guys wrap this conversation up? Right? I'm in the middle of jokes here and then i started doing my thing and then i realized that was the last show show that i I had of 2020 was this terrible show at kettle top the one before was good until my 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 tooth broke uh show was good the night went rough yeah but uh yeah so i first show back so yeah first show back will be sunday at a black circle brewery um eight o'clock it's a those shows are so cool they've done such an amazing job i think at black circle for creating that space it makes everyone feel very comfortable it's very it's a big outdoor space and they've had some really amazing comics come out for it and so it's really yeah definitely shout out to black circle for that it's a it's a free show but it's not it's not an open mic it's a it's definitely a Mm -hmm. very uh select list of comics and that was the other thing too i got a Got some compliments for making the show. Nice. Hey, hey, congratulations, Dyke. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> They're like, we saw that one time where you yelled at those ladies and we weren't sure if you'd come back. But yes. now, <laughs> now it's good to see that well, you're, and you're back on the horse. It's been weird, too, because I'm not doing comedy for so many months. Mm-hmm. And then I've just hit a few mics and uh, 
You, you've been witness to those. There have been some rough shows but for there, everyone. There have been good ones. But see, but my thing is, I'm in the position where I am not a comic. I have no intention of ever getting on stage and putting myself out there like that. So I uh, have the, the luxury of being a critic without ever actually putting myself out there. So, no, I think the shows have been awesome so far. Obviously, people are, like, kind of getting back out there, and it's fucking hard. Well, you kind of get to see how the sausage is made because you see people doing the same jokes every week and working them out. Mm -hmm. Which is fun. It's a fun way to kind of get to see how, because then you'll see someone, like, land the joke, and you're like, hell yeah, like, yeah, proud of you. But, uh, yeah, but it's it's just not, it's it's not funny to you anymore. That's that's how we all feel when we (laughs) watch other comics. It's like, oh, that's what he was trying to do. trying to that's what she was going for she yeah. finally got it together she pulled it out there but yeah no i i think black circle's done a really awesome job i love the uh mics you guys are doing at in the hostel has been a lot of fun i think it's just a good way for people to kind of because they're not i think big shows aren't happening right now i think before the shutdown there were kind of multiple shows every week you kind of were like deciding as the comic which show you wanted to go to. Like, there were yeah. really great, you know, headliners coming into town. There were great people kind of hitting their stride here. And I think that, you know, the shutdown obviously put everyone in at a pause. And so I think it's good that there are definitely different platforms now that people can kind of test out new material and kind of work it out. And it's been fun to see. Yeah. And, and keep everybody safe. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's still a lot of people that are rightfully scared to, like you know do anything social or go outside mm-hmm. and i think it's a great i don't know baby step in that direction yeah 100 percent. um but like i've also been to the clubs and i, f- I feel like the clubs are doing it right too you know yeah. like they're taking temperatures when you go inside mm-hmm. and you you know wear a mask until you basically sit down and order your drink and yeah they've made it so it's like there's lots of social the tables are all kind of separate and you know the Serving staff always has a mask on. They're not bigger tables than, you know, three or four. And I think everyone's doing doing their best to make sure that we not only kind of are able to go out again, but can do it as safe as possible. A friend of the show, uh, uh, Dwight Simmons, uh, just did a show uh, down at the Comedy Attic mm-hmm. in Bloomington. And everyone has to keep their mask on. The whole thing, mm-hmm. even like when they're eating and drinking, they're just kind of shoving food under their mask. Yeah. And the comics actually had to wear the mask on when they were still on stage. Yeah, which is, I mean, my thing is wearing them at work for me is hard because I'm in kind of a very loud, fast-paced environment. So I feel like I'm, I sound like frantically yelling trying to <laughs> get my point across through the mask. So I can only imagine having to perform that way it must have been difficult. But you know, if anyone can do it, I can. Uh, we got a great show ahead. Uh, a very special guest coming up next with this. Uh, it was amazing interview. It was really fun. So much fun. And then uh, and cool to get like we said different insights from different areas of the country. Yeah. So we got uh we got Megan Gailey uh from uh Los Angeles, Hoosier native. Uh, we've been running the gamut of uh, Hoosiers that have moved out of state. Hoosier native making it big. Yeah. Um, but uh, she's a great. A great comedian, uh, super successful. I literally was like listing off uh, things that she had done, and then realized after the interview, I like had forgotten like five of them. Yeah. <laughs> it was it's like, like oh. the list was so long. It's like I feel like you know we went on, and she was like, "You guys stop it." Yeah, I ran like, out of, there's yeah. so much stuff that 
I mean, she's really crushing it right now. Ran out of time, but uh, okay. Without any further ado, here's Megan. Hi. Hi, and welcome to the Drunk Dial Podcast. I'm your host, Ike Michaels. <laughs> We're talking with Hoosier hero, Megan Gailey. How are you doing? Hi. I didn't know it was called Drunk Dial until this very moment. I'm <laughs> thrilled. We, we should <laughs> specify that beforehand. No, it's totally fine. I, I used to, um, you know, before I was with my husband, I was a very, very notorious drunk dialer. Yeah, it's, it's a, one of our strongest skill sets. Yeah, now I'm like a drunk FaceTimer. Mm-hmm. I like to do that. Nice. I've been doing a lot of drunk Zooms recently, so that's apparently my new oh. thing. Yeah, I like to do a, I'll do a high Zoom. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something, that's, I've added that to my skill set during quarantine. <laughs> yep. Yeah. My sisters the other day were like, were we supposed to be doing a Zoom call? And I was like, no. And they're like, okay, oh. so you're just drunk Zoom calling us <laughs> in the middle of the night. And I was like, sorry, I wanted to talk to you. My bad. Yeah. Yeah. I don't do you guys do you guys um do FaceTime are you FaceTimers? I freak out if someone FaceTimes me. If my phone all of a sudden there's just like a, a video of my face uh-huh. on it, I freak out. Yeah. But and I, I I go ahead. Oh gosh, thank you. I mean this is what we're this is one of the actual real challenges of technology is that we're all interrupting each other all the time because <laughs> there isn't like a vibe. You can't yep. tell when someone's about to talk. And so I'm an interrupter naturally, unfortunately. And now without any human interaction, it's gotten worse. So I'm really sorry. Um, but I, I FaceTime with my family a lot just because they are far away. Mm-hmm. And, and there's kids involved. And I like to see my parents too. And then, yeah, I will FaceTime. I actually do FaceTime a lot. My husband and I were long distance for the first like nine months of our relationship. Okay. And so sometimes... We'll we'll FaceTime even when we're in the same house. Like we're just so when I'm when we're apart from each other, I'm FaceTiming and people are like, "Why do you FaceTime each other?" And it's just because it it was what we did when we first started dating, and so it's just sort of like normal to us now. Have you guys uh, like I guess during well we we started this podcast um, right at the very beginning of quarantine, uh, Bridget. Uh-huh. It, uh, Bridget is a not she's not a comic she's a professional she's the executive chef at Brewdog Brewery in Indianapolis. Oh, awesome! And she had come on as a podcast uh, guest on my other podcast, and we just kind of hit it off. She was really good, uh, just broad broadcasting, and and then both of our jobs were just deleted from what was apparently yeah. essential. Yeah, our jobs and then comedy, everything we were trying to do, kind of got stopped in one week. So I was like, hey, well, what if we, I just had a podcast studio built in my house. I was like, what if we called comics uh, and just kind of check in on people? Yeah, I love that. Well, the first. I mean, that's such a, that's such a service for Bridget, who is not, a, you know, she doesn't need to be dragged into. With not all a, not at all. <laughs> no. Well, chefs, they're not really known for their mental health. It's but. true. It's true. But we are known for okay, our drinking, yeah. so. Exactly, exactly. And it was, there was a weird window there uh, during quarantine where it was perfectly acceptable just to cold call people mm-hmm. and they'd be actually be excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, like you'd be like, oh my God, they're checking in on me. And yeah. that really what it, that, yeah. And then also me and my roommate would call and we would just sing, sing slow jams to, to friends of ours. It was disarming for the first couple times, but 
just a, a little freestyle slow jam that you just have on your voicemail when you wake up in the morning. Now, do you have a good voice? Oh, I, me, absolutely not, but my roommate does. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. All right. Well, then that's sort of, I hope you harmonize. So I would just, I would just be like, hey, like, if, if we were calling you, for example, I'd just be like, hey, this is my friend Megan. She lives in L.A. She has red hair. And then he would just put together, he would just ad-lib the whole song about it. Yeah. Just about those oh, three things. That. Yeah. Wow. That's, that. I mean, people pay money for that, though. <laughs> sure. But as, you know, COVID has gone on and quarantine, uh, you know, people are kind of slow. I don't know what it's like in L.A., but like... In India, you- it's different. It's different here. Mm-hmm. Y'all are y'all are on some bullshit that I don't understand. <laughs> I'm see, I mean, just yesterday I wake up and my entire Instagram is back to school photos, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> um, so it really, it's it's actually. I just got off the off the FaceTime with my parents who are in India, and they are, you know, they're in the window of age that you shouldn't. That this is bad for and they both have pre-existing conditions so they're kind of living a similar life as to what's happening in LA mm-hmm. but it really does feel like the Midwest and the South mostly are on an entirely different universe than what I'm on it's very right delusional almost I think because like it's very much like you know what I got tired of that so I'm just going to pretend it's not happening anymore and it's like well that's not yeah. how that's not how viruses work yeah. folks Oh, no. And it's like, I'm also tired of this. Mm-hmm. Very, very, like, L.A. reopened um, it, at the beginning of June, which was actually a month earlier than they said it was going to. It was very strange. And then we closed down again. And I remember when the close down happened, I was like, oh, my God, what does that mean? And it was like, oh, I haven't gone anywhere. Like, I didn't, even when it reopened, I was still closed down. So I just, but, but what? With happening in Indianapolis in in March and April, I am still doing now in LA in August. Yeah. We are not going anywhere. We are not seeing anyone, and and so that's just kind of where we're at out here. Which I think is so smart. You know, we've uh, I I mentioned before is it's like we I have friends that are you know in in the UK and in Europe, and they're like, what what is happening over there? They're like, we are just now mm-hmm. reopening. And I was like, yeah, that would have been the smart way to go about it. But right. I, Yeah. I mean, and so like, have you started cooking again? We are. Yeah. We've restaurants have okay. started opening back up. We're at 50%. Uh, there's, we are having mass required when you're moving about our space. Uh, we have the one door in one door out, uh, outdoor dining encouraged, but you know, it's also mm-hmm. then the people who are most eager to, you know, go out and, and, you know, we, we of course love people putting money back into, you know, local businesses and the community. And it's like, that's wonderful, but it's also the people that are coming out for the most part of the people who are not great rule followers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even out here, like I have friends that are bartenders service industry and, and they will just make these pleas on social media where they're like, I'm working so much harder than I ever did because there's all these new, protocols and if you're a bartender you're not really no one's sitting at the bar you're having to like make the drinks and bring them to people like extra steps and all which is understandable and then they're like most of our time is fighting with people that do not want to follow the rules to keep them and ourselves safe so like there's they're being and then people are tipping to not be tipping right now it's like you are the lowest of the low Mm -hmm. it's really it's so wild bad 
Well, and we're Gosh, am I a fun guest? No, <laughs> no you're you're just saying everything that I'm thinking, so yeah. it's all good. Yeah, we're both service industry people, so hundred yeah. percent. I, I actually am. Uh, I work at a wedding venue on the weekends, and they're still wow. uh, still allowing two hundred plus people weddings with no, no with no, no. mask on. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, we we got married in December, um, and it really, like, I feel so lucky that we were able to do that, mm-hmm. and I feel so lucky that it wasn't even in February and, and us running the risk of being, like, a tragic super spreader event, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Like, even, I wouldn't have wanted anyone to be sick like to get married and then have someone die because they went to your wedding it's like exactly. it's really like, oh, happiest day of my life that then i killed half the people I right know. now megan i want to well, and there's so many people that have canceled their wedding mm-hmm. too it's like aren't you looking around and seeing other people not having them not anyone in indiana no one here is doing that <laughs> no <laughs> they get three cocktails in and they're like oh, do you hate wearing that mask i'm like i, I wish you put one on i even have friends yeah. who like, like i hate you yeah, yeah. I even had friends who postponed like their big ceremonies and like receptions and were like, we want to get married. So they would just go to city hall or like have like a small, yeah. like just, and they're like, we'll have the big party when it's safe again. It's like, even that would be mm-hmm. better than, you know, absolutely. That, that seems like the, one of the best alternatives. Yeah, the, that's the move. Now, Megan, I want to, I want to brag on you for a minute because anyone from Indianapolis uh, or Indiana that does anything good, we all would like to take credit for it. Yep. Um, <laughs> But, please, but please. You, you are coming off an amazing 2019 like you just said you just got married 2019 you had an album come out 2019 uh you're you're on you're on tv you're on tv with uh david spade uh you're you're writing out there you you had for all intents and purposes a great 2020 mm-hmm. that was you were ready to like just ride on into the sunset yeah. And that does, does it feel like a personal slap in the face when, when COVID happens in 2022? You know, it's like, it's honestly something that I like don't even allow myself to think about because it would send me into a, what feels like a selfish spiral. Um, I, I'm, I just am like, okay, I'm glad that I got to do all of that stuff, but, um, yeah, you know, I, I have lost jobs, and it is, it's just really, it, it's like this weird dichotomy of feeling blessed, and then also kind of sad for herself a yeah. little bit, um, and it, it's, I, I'm just so happy to, like, have my husband, and I think about, like, who, wow, what spouses could I have been trapped with, you know, yeah. and so that boosts me up, and I kind of enjoy doing the Zoom shows, but yeah, it, it, it adds an extra layer of frustration, and I'm someone who, I've always acted like I was better than everybody, so I don't think LA has changed me in that way, that's just that's just my baseline, and so you, you see people being like, I gotta get back to normal, it's like, motherfucker, what were you doing? Going to Applebee's? I was on TV, bitch, okay? Like... I was doing shit. I got to go to fun ass parties. Yeah, I'll 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 break every NDA I've ever signed. I know these <laughs> motherfuckers that you watch on YouTube. So it is. It's like it makes you extra mad. Yeah, because there is this part of you that's like I I gave up a life that was better than your shitty life that you seem 
so ready to get back to. Yeah. Um, and that's not kind. Um, <laughs> but that only, you know, that's just when you see people just like doing the dumbest shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's like at first I really, I didn't miss stand up that much because it kind of was like, oh, you know what? This is, this, this is the world telling me I personally need to slow down, which mm-hmm. is like a crazy thing to think. Um, and so I did. I was like, okay, I will slow down. I'll take a beat. And now it's like, oh shit, this is where we're really stuck in this gear for a while. Mm-hmm. And, it really does make you appreciate what fun we used to get to have. Yeah. And and a lot of that fun to me was performing based and, and work based. And it's, um, it's sad that it's gone. And I, and I hope that when it comes back, it will feel like that much better. Mm. Like, yeah, like seamless, like, uh, I, th- yeah. I think what I hadn't realized so much, and, and I, again, as someone who, who doesn't do comedy but just appreciates from afar, like what I've noticed as, as we've been speaking to the comics here in Indy is is how much community comes from that. And I think that's what people are missing mm-hmm. the most is, you know, not only just getting to, you know, obviously like stand up in front of people, like make people laugh, make people happy, but also the community of like comics in yeah. the city who it's like those are like that was your social life it was like you, know, you go, go see your buddies and, and mm-hmm. I, I think that's yeah. what people are definitely missing yeah uh, even when we do uh the zoom shows the thing that's the most fun is like seeing other comics mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. there's just people that you're like oh my god i uh, my i i we didn't ever schedule to hang out because i knew i would see you yeah and um and that's really hard. And, you know, the L.A. comedy community, we lost someone to suicide um, during this. And and it, that's, and it really, it, you know, it's so sad to, to know that someone that so many of us cared about felt like they were in a situation that was just, you know, not worth being in. And But also grieving is so hard during this time. Like, mm-hmm there were friends that were really struggling as a reaction to that. And they didn't have a lifeline of people that they would usually be able to see. Like we mourn through being together and performing and, and all of that is taken away. And so the sad thing feels so much sadder right now too. Yeah. And it's like, you don't have something, you know, as much it's, and I think that that's what I think has been fun for me about this, this podcast is that, you know, it's not only just, you know, reaching out to people and kind of, you know, th- that you enjoy talking to and stuff, but it's also, it's, it's reminds us that it's important to check in on one, one another during this like weird time, even as things are like starting to reopen. It's like, not everyone is, is on that same page. Not everyone is ready for that. Mm-hmm. And uh, arguably no one should be ready for it. <laughs> yeah. But, um, mm-hmm. but it's like, mm-hmm. it does, it reminds us how much that, you know, we obviously, and Dykes mentioned this before, but it's like, everyone paused and then like you said it kind of reminded all of us that it was good to slow down for a minute but it's also good to remind us just to be like how are you guys doing like what's what's going on with you yeah just to check in and be like make make sure your buddies are okay right because if you were struggling before this this it this has not made it better mm-hmm. you know like well bridget bridget yeah, and i both just- or we're single before i mean we're both single now we're but, still single but we're, both single. <laughs> but we were we were both single before the quarantine and we didn't get the memo that we were supposed to buddy up yeah. for a long quarantine yeah yeah like, all of my friends were like oh yeah i found this person and i was like wow, where did you find them everyone's been at home i i, know, I mean that i like 
you know, I am a, a woman who is of an age where people start to be like, when are you having a baby? And I'm like, oh, shit, that's like, there's like, that's a biological clock is a real thing. And I have friends who have lost out on an entire year mm-hmm. of finding love or, and like, when you're alone, that's all you think about. Like, I, it would be really, you guys, I'm. Um, <laughs> She's I, like, that I sounds terrible. Ma- <laughs> no, I just so, like hope you're so masturbating. <laughs> well, no, because like, obviously, it would be worse to to be in this situation with a partner you don't like. Exactly. That is, mm. that's where, or, or a partner that is like bad to mm-hmm. you. And that's so, so, so terrible. But, um, so being alone, being alone is better than that but it's still hard and and being in a you know i'm a newlywed and being in that it is tough too you know like i'm i'm learning how to be married my husband's learning how to be married yeah. in in a situation that is totally foreign to us and you don't want to like well you probably went you pro- so bad that you can't come out of it <laughs> well you probably went from you know working 95 percent of the time and then probably doing fun like relationship stuff when you had time to be together the honeymoon phase of your yeah yeah and then yeah into oh this motherfucker is in the room all the the time well and like we we both traveled so much like my husband's job is in new york and i would travel a lot and so, so much of our relationship was really based on like missing each other. Mm-hmm. And now we don't have that. But I feel so lucky that we have a three bedroom just for our, <laughs> right. three, like if we, we were in a little tiny house right before that, I'm like, oh my God, if we were still in that tiny house that had like no yard, nothing, it would be, I, I have a newlywed friend. She's in a one bedroom oh, in oh. LA in an apartment. I'm like, oh, but like they're. There are like little blessings like that. Like I'm mm-hmm. like, oh my god, we have two bathrooms, and that's how we will make it out of this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you're like, I'm taking a vacation on the other side of the house today, so don't come over there. Megan, you have a oh, real- but I'm the one. I go to him. He like <laughs> he could not talk to me all day, which would be like a normal work day, and I'm all up in his office. Like, hey, <laughs> what's going on? Just just thought I'd pop in. Uh, I'm, mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I am not a sports person, Megan, but you are like a hardcore sports fanatic and you and your husband have yeah. a sports podcast and, yeah. and you, Isn't that wild? what's that? <laughs> Isn't that a wild sentence to say? <laughs> uh, but you, you guys have had this really kind of fun and weird, awesome journey with Reggie Miller. Yeah. Um, we actually got engaged in front of the mural of Reggie mm-hmm. and it was brand new at that point. They hadn't even done the ribbon cutting ceremony. So it was still like very exciting. I think for, I mean, when I saw it, I was like, Oh my God. And then I got engaged. I was like, Oh my God. Um, but like, I think it was still exciting for Reggie that there was a mural. And mm-hmm. so when the photo, um, we, my, um, husband, he hired, um, a young photographer in Indy to like be there and take impromptu photos of us while mm-hmm. it was happening. And so when we posted that photo, Reggie saw it and commented and was like, I bless this, which like, oh my God. <laughs> and then, so we kind of struck up sort of a friendship with him in that way. My husband works in sports and, and I dabble. So we had sort of like friends in common, I guess. And then, 
he would always share stories. Like Reggie just loves his fans, which mm. I think is so great. Like when you look at his Instagram stories, he's reposting people in jerseys and people like doing the choke all the time. He like, <laughs> embraces all of that. Yeah. So he would do that. And then on a whim one day, I was like, you know, I'm just going to ask him if he would be on the podcast. And he immediately said yes. That's crazy. What, that's were you, awesome. what were you thinking at that time so, when he was like, oh, yeah. I was just like, they had, our producers had wanted me to ask way less famous people than him. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know if I can get them. And so yeah. when I got Reggie, they were like, wait, are you serious? I'm like, oh, I guess he's my friend. And then he, you know, he started out the interview by being like, the three of us are forever tied together because you got engaged and, and like it meant so much to me and it made me cry like brought tears to my eyes like he's just like a real cool person yeah. um and, and and the NBA is really the the number one thing giving me like hope and happiness right now and getting to like hear him broadcast I know other people don't like him broadcasting but I do <laughs> um that it, it, it's just yeah he's so great and Indy has just been, like, blessed with so many fun, cool athletes that we've gotten to, to like, grow up with. Yeah, I do feel like we haven't. It's like, as Dyke said, he doesn't know, but it's like, I love sports. And so it's it's always so fun for me that not only the <coughs> athletes that we have come out of, you know, Indiana, but also the, like, caliber of, like, people that those athletes tend to yeah. be. is like, I feel like we have, and I, and I think a part of it as a Midwest thing is, like, you know, ha- having people who are so like on board with, you know, talking to fans and then, you know, very supportive of that is it, it makes it way more fun to be a sports fan in Indiana. Absolutely. Indy. I, yeah. I, I'm not yeah, a sports we, fan, we, but like we, obviously Indiana, like we all love Reggie Miller. Mm. It's like you kind of have to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And like it was, I was really nervous when the last dance came out because I didn't I did not like Michael Jordan and my husband loves Michael Jordan and loves the 90s Bulls and so as I was watching it I started really like turning around my opinion on Jordan I was like oh he's mean in the same way that I'm mean yeah. you know like he's mean like a comic it's like he fucks with you yeah. he's not like a bad guy well and yeah. it was and such a well was, done like yeah. documentary it was, yeah. it was just I wonderful mean, yeah. Yes. Obviously, when someone like self produces a documentary about themselves, <laughs> it's, it's going to get into it's all the nitty gritty, <laughs> which is like a, a move of a boss. That's mm-hmm. what I'll be doing. So I'll be self producing <laughs> the Megan Gailey story. But he, um, I was so nervous for that Reggie episode. Like, I had come so far in this Jordan journey, and I was like, oh God, I just, like, it was the second to last episode. I'm like, this is going to really, like, fuck with me. And then the respect and, like, true love that he has. For Reggie, mm-hmm. like he he spoke about him in a way that he did not speak about any other players yeah. mm-hmm. um, over the course of that doc, and it just made you be like, wow, that's like it's just really badass. Yeah, that yeah. that we got him, and that we're not the only ones that like see he's yeah. like the most fun psycho. It definitely almost yeah. says more about. I mean, I, I would it says more about Reggie <laughs> than it does about you know Michael. Is like it it's because yeah. he has had that impression on so many people, even outside of Indiana. Megan, yeah. Megan, you were doing. <laughs> I I don't I can't even imagine what 2019 was like for you because I feel like you had your finger in so many pies. We, we were talking about you know getting married and dropping an album, being on TV, doing this, that, and the other, and then like uh, my roommate comes in one day and he's like, 
Megan Gailey's on this show where they're like eating uh, weed. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. It's like, it's not Megan. Then I go and I was like, oh, yeah, that's her. Yeah, she's definitely on the show. <laughs> I really, and this is not like a brag, I honestly forgot about taping that until. <laughs> Until it came out and people, because I was working on a different show at the time and I got asked to do, that. someone like dropped out. So mm. I was asked to do it like the night before. So it, it wasn't something that like occupied a lot of space in my brain, but I got to do that with two former NBA legends, Nate Robinson and John Sally. And so when it came out on Netflix, like you don't really, Netflix just releases stuff. And unless you're like the star of it, you're not going to know. Mm. Um, and so people like guys that I went to college with started texting me and were like, you met John Sally? And I'm like, oh my God, I completely forgot that I got fucked up with John Sally. And and it's like a wild episode because I ended up having to leave early um, because of the other show that I was working on. We were taping that day and I had a hard out and the weed show was running behind. <laughs> surprise, surprise. And so I had, there was like a fire in the morning. So I had to leave. Oh. And I thought they would, like, cover it up in the episode in some way. They just, they, like, made a meal out of me having to leave. Like, <laughs> I stand up. I'm like, I got to go. Police says I have to go. John <laughs> Sally's like, go get that real money, girl. Like, they just edited it up. They, like, played it up. And so then I had all these people, like, tagging me on, on, um, Twitter being like, were you too high? Did you have to leave because you were too high? Are you okay? Like, I have never gotten more feedback on anything I've done than me having to walk out of the Cooked with Cannabis show. <laughs> That's great. And you were like, I barely remember even doing it. <laughs> I know. I was like, I wasn't too high. I just had to go work. But then I, I do remember going to work and being like, uh-oh, I'm high. <laughs> so now, were you, were you writing for Jesselnick? Yeah, point? so that's the, yeah, so the, um, we filmed the first season of his, like, newest Comedy Central show, which was called Good Talk, mm -hmm. um, last summer, um, and then we were actually writing it, and about two weeks from production starting, when we got sent home, it was like a March uh, 12th, you know, whatever that, it was the day after Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson and um, the NBA shut down. Oh, okay. And so we were we were writing it. We had all the guests, but like everything was basically locked, ready to go. And then um, we got sent home. And then um, like a month into quarantine, they were like, yeah, the show is um, not going to happen anymore. Uh. So, you know, that was a, it was a bummer. <laughs> like TV shows get canceled um all the time but like them being canceled for a pandemic was a new mm -hmm. um blow to the gut but that's what's fun about hollywood there's new ways to fail all the time <laughs> and I, that's refreshing i really enjoyed because i only know uh nice uh hoosier megan you know like mm -hmm. uh, we've seen each other a couple times and it, you you seem like a very uh, just a very Hoosier gal. You just seem very nice. All your friends and family you brought to the shows have been very nice. I'm like, she's a great person. And then I see you go on these shows with David Spade, and you're just busting chops with with uh, all these old dudes that have been talking shit for 30 years. And I'm just like, 
I was just like, oh, like she is razor sharp. <laughs> like, I thought you were like, like a, like a nice comic. <laughs> I know. I some of that too is just like a, a comfort level for me. Like once I worked on the the Spade pilot of of what that show eventually became, and and really like loved him and loved everybody that worked on it. Mm-hmm. And so, in normal circumstances, like you're going to do a TV show with like lead. I would probably be a little bit more like starstruck and sweet, mm-hmm. but he's like so fun and cool and makes you really feel like you're his friend. Like if someone were to ask me, I'd be like, David Spade is my friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you, I like felt comfortable enough to, you know, call people stupid to their face <laughs> on national television. And that's, that's a gift that he gave me. And how is working with bad baby? <laughs> Oh, you know what? I've never... Wait, who's Bad Baby? Uh, the... Were you not on the episode with the, the Catch Me Outside girl? Oh, no, I was not. Oh, okay. I was not. I, I was like, wait, I, I got her in Bad Bunny. Is that a person? Um, <laughs> but he really... You know, we talked a lot about her in the writer's room and about their, like, short-lived feud. But they really come around, and I think they're friends now. Like, they've actually both, like, so he weird. helped her career, and I think in some ways she she brought him some younger fans, too. <laughs> I know, it's wild. He was in her music video. Like, yeah. he said that she's like a nice, she's like a nice gal. She's a nice gal. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Megan, you have been wonderful. This has been great. This is probably one of my favorite episodes. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, oh, awesome! I don't know how Thank much you. I don't know how I much really we can help you, but like, is there anything you would like to plug on here? Yeah, I mean, if you do like sports, um, my husband and my podcast is called The Greatest. I am going to be starting an NBA bubble show from my backyard while well, just talking about all the things from the bubble I really like. Mm-hmm. So if you follow me, there will be details. And, oh, gosh, I just love Indy. I hope I get to see it again someday. <laughs> someday. We'll see. Indy may fall before I get back to it, but I hope oh. so. at, at, at the rate we're going. Yeah. We're trying real hard. Uh, cool. I'm what? glad that the race said no fans. Yeah. Yes. I am happy about that. Yeah. It's so hot. But being at the race fucking sucks. When people were mad, I was like, oh, you've never been to a fun thing, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, I grew up in Speedway, so I'm just like, <laughs> wow. I'm over it. <laughs> there are better ways to spend yeah. a Sunday in May. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, awesome. Thank you, Megan Gailey. Um, check her out. She's wonderful. And uh, we're going to get back on that horse in 2021, hopefully. I hope. All right, we'll talk to you later. Thanks, Megan. Thanks. And welcome back to the Drunk Dial Podcast. Such a great interview. So good. It's like, it's crazy for somebody who is literally like from Indiana who who has been, we've gotten so lucky. The last couple, you know, comics that we've been fortunate to talk to have really like kind of hit it big and it's so cool to kind of touch base with them and, you know, not only talk about sort of this sort of bizarre, scary, weird time, but also what they were doing before this. And it's, it's definitely, it was awesome getting to talk to her. Say we've flown too close to the sun and and now, now everyone's just going to be the dregs of, (laughs) we're just going to be calling people like who just started. Have you done any stand up? You want to talk about it? 
we, we know that's not true because I think we have a good one lined up for next week as well. But yes. yeah. But then after that. After that, it's going to uh, abruptly cut <laughs> off there. Back to the open mic game. <laughs> Back to whoever will have us. Oh, well. We'll see if we still have a world by then. Who knows? You know, that's true. This is true. So uh, I went and did this uh, great open mic on Monday at a Half Leader. And this was a, a Monday show that used to be going on in Indianapolis. Uh, and they had to stop, obviously, because of COVID. And they kind of started back up. And it's a, it's a barbecue place in Indianapolis, half liter, if you're not familiar. And part of the Psalms family. Yes. Yeah. And so it was great because, like, one of the comics that's uh, running it also works there. So it was just, like, a skeleton crew of people that worked there. And they're, it's just, like, everyone that was there is, like, their day off. Mm. Like, they're normally closed. So everyone that was there just, like, just wanted to be there. And it was outside. It was even raining a little bit, but uh, they have like a pretty decent patio mm-hmm. that was covered. So it was like, even though it was raining, but they have a huge back lot, outdoor back lot. So it's just like, it's going to be a thing I think they're going to try to do the rest of the summer. Mm-hmm. And it was great. They had uh, drink specials, they had wings. I ate some, like, I don't smoke uh, a lot of marijuana mm-hmm. anymore. It makes me very paranoid. Mm-hmm. But I had some weed ketchup given to me. As you do. And so uh, I was eating some burgers with a friend. And I said, hey, do you want to try this Just weed? Just lines of weed ketchup. <laughs> do you want to snort some ketchup? <laughs> and it was like, uh, I was like, hey, do you want some weed ketchup? And he's like, sure. So we put some on our burgers. And I was like, I don't know how this is going to work. But here's my problem with um, edibles in general mm-hmm. is that... Um, you eat something, and then I get high, and then I get hungry. Yeah. And then it's just like, what a fat kid thing to do. It's a vicious cycle. Because the thing, the thing that I just ate is now making me <laughs> hungry. So I ate like a like a full ass burger, and then I was pretty like you know we were we were we were having a couple drinks, we we're hanging out, and everything was fine, and then I just had like really nice buzz. We went to the South Broderpool. And, like, it just had this whole, like, it was just a nice wave where I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't even feel like I was super high. I just yeah. felt like you know, everything was chill. And then, but then once we got to Half Liter, everyone's eating these wings. Everyone's <laughs> like this, they got the smoker going. So they got, like, these smoked wings coming out. Right. And, and it smells delicious. Oh, the my God. <laughs> I work at a barbecue shack. <laughs> and I was just like, uh, I need some. So originally I was like, all right, I'm going to get six wings to go. Mm-hmm. And be like somewhat adult about this. I was like, later on, yeah, when you get hungry again, you'll have six wings ready mm-hmm. to go. You should do that. So I ordered the six wings and I sat down. And like ten minutes later, those six wings are gone. <laughs> and then, of course, I had to go back and yeah. order more like, to take home. I'm gonna be hungry later. I'm still gonna be hungry <laughs> later. So I got twelve wings to take home. So that bill got a lot higher than I intended it to. Mm. Uh, but it was great. It was a great uh, mic, and like I said, we've been miking a few times, and it's just been a, a rust bucket. And I actually had like a decent set, and it was nice to have. It's nice to have a good set and remember, like, oh yeah, this is mm-hmm. why you do this. Like you're you're actually okay at this, and have some comics come over afterwards, and you know, I had some more seasoned comics, and they're like, oh, I really like your new bit about da da da, yeah. and I was like. Thank you so yeah. much. Oh my god, this You're is great. Like, 
high as fuck eating chicken wings. Oh my god, thank you so much. Yeah, <laughs> I just I just came here to smoke ketchup. <laughs> I don't my, my issue with edibles, they were just we'll come back to this, but what I found about edibles, I I, I don't smoke because I'm an anxious person naturally, and as you said, it kind of triggers my anxiety. But what I found is there's no like standard for edibles yeah it's like sometimes one is good sometimes you have to take four sometimes mm. you should only take a half yeah but i made my first weed cake this year oh, okay for someone and that's like my my quarantine side hustle is you know besides this is i just make cakes for people um only yeah, with weed like, if I was they like, ask I, I, I was like i don't think you should admit to dealing drugs <laughs> on the podcast i don't think that's a good idea no but it's but it's it's not and it's like i don't sell them it's just kind of i like made it for some friends of mine mm-hmm. and it was wasn't a mermaid cake was it no okay no that was for a small child <laughs> okay no but it's it was crazy because it, they brought like they had coconut oil and butter and it was like oh okay and now i had to figure out how to what those ratios are without like ever eating any of it because then I'm going to be too anxious. I'm going to go sit in the bathtub and not be able to make oh, so it they, at all. So they didn't even tell you like how to make... No, they like brought uh, they brought the, the butter and the oil already made. Gotcha. And then they were just like, just make it how you normally make a cake. Yeah. It was rough. But apparently they were very strong. Everybody, was everybody happy with it? Uh, apparently, yeah. I <laughs> Can like, anybody remember nope, if they liked nope. it or not? Yeah, I, I don't know how ketchup would work though. It's like, because that's mostly vinegar based. It's not really oil based um yeah i'm not exactly like, sure I, how know. I know it's a very it's a weird it's like it's a very uh tomatoey ketchup mm-hmm. like it almost tastes like like tomato sauce tomato sauce yeah. yeah which i'm which i like yeah um but no it was it was it was it was a really fun show and then mm-hmm. i was like talking to these comics after show and uh this one guy apparently hates ketchup Ed, but he loves weed and he was like i can't like he couldn't wrap his brain around it he was like why would you make those two things he was like you know you could just get high right yeah, you don't, right. You, don't have, you don't have to use ketchup to get there like that's not what i've been told uh <laughs> told this ketchup only <laughs> i went to a show well i hate i hate driving in general mm-hmm. i'm not i'm not a fan of it and i've noticed uh, that anytime well, like we usually just hang out here it's like if we ever go anywhere you're like i mean are you gonna drive or mm-hmm. you just drive me back or i'm gonna uber yeah i'm not a fan of driving uh but i also you know tend to drink a lot so you know you should never drink and drive it's true but i was uh, i was going to a show in dayton with uh, another comic he asked me to come invited me to be on a show and i had done this whole month of not drinking mm-hmm. every once in a while i gotta clean out the tank and so I was like, hey, I won't be drinking. So I felt like bad because he was going to, he offered, put me on the show and he was driving. Mm-hmm. I said, I'll tell you what, I was like, if you want me to drive back, I'll, mm-hmm. be, I'll be stone sober. Yeah. And I'll drive your car back. I don't know. I should never have said that. It's not a thing <laughs> I ever want to do is drive a stranger's car at night. Yeah. That's awful. While they're there drunk. Yes. And, but I put the, put the offer in and he was like, okay. Yeah. And then we get to the show, and as soon as we walk on the show, um, they're handing out these cookies, and they are like quarters of cookies, mm-hmm. and they're wheat cookies, obviously. Yeah. And so, no other place is it okay to hand out a quarter of a dessert <laughs> yeah. unless it has drugs in it. Well, it's weird now. This is what, like somebody gave me some like chocolate dipped Rice Krispies the other day, mm-hmm. and they were like, "There's no drugs in them." <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, that's what we have to yeah. say now. Thank, when you, thank you for so, yeah. specifying that. 
But like, oh, uh, cool. I don't want it then. Thank I you. I guess they were they were they were cookie halves, and mm-hmm. I was they were like, hey, be careful. And I was like, okay. So I took one and did the show, and I didn't feel anything like mm-hmm. at all the whole show. And I was just like, oh, that's weird, you know. And it's like, you know, what they say about edible edibles is like they don't kick in until yeah. you start talking shit about them, you know. <laughs> and so I, you know, I don't know, an hour and a half had gone by, almost two hours. And so I popped the other one. Mm-hmm. And we get in the car to drive back. And uh, like five minutes after leaving, uh, my friend is asleep. Like, right, like we get on the interstate and he just is mm-hmm. out. And I was like, okay, I guess there's the conversation for that night, uh, whatever. And then all of a sudden it kicked in. And <laughs> I, it wasn't even like I felt high. Like I felt like I was tripping. Like I immediately was just like, I felt like I was tripping. And I'm freaking out because I'm like so uncomfortable being on the highway. Yeah. yeah I, not I, in your own car. Not in my own car at night in a different state. He's asleep. I'm super high. And so I just drove ridiculously slowly like i was driving like 40 miles an hour uh, which is dangerous yeah that's, uh, like, that's its own kind of danger and it's also a good way to like get pulled over just for that i'm driving like may- maybe 45 mm-hmm. i am not i'm not breaking 50 mm-hmm. and so i'm just in the slow but lane in your head you're probably like i am flying yeah i'm just letting it so i remember like driving forever and just being like oh this sucks so bad like i just i just need to I just need to pull over and, like, splash some water on my face or something. Mm-hmm. And I ended up pulling over at a gas station. And I was like, all right, I'm going to get a soda. I'm going to, like, use the restroom. I'm going to, like, splash some water yeah. on my face. And I did all that. And then I came back. And I got in the car. And I was like, okay. And then I get back on the interstate. And I'm, like, even more high now. Like, yeah. I'm still on the way up. And I was like, this is a nightmare. What is happening? And I felt like I, I, did, I felt like I drove for five hours. Like I felt like, like to be fair, at that speed, you might have been driving for five hours. <laughs> We're not even that it far. Legitimately, might have been. Five hours. Dayton, Dayton is not that far <laughs> from Indianapolis. It's absolutely not. And I'm driving and driving. Finally, I was just like, you know, like this is really irresponsible. Like if I freak out and get to a wreck or something, so I'm just like, I'm just gonna pull over and just be like, hey, I'm just sorry. Like I am just too high to drive, yeah. and it's, I just feel unsafe. And so I pulled over at a rest stop, and it, it's been a while now, and he's, you know, I tell him what's happening. And I'm so embarrassed yeah. to be like, Especially hey. Especially because you're like, I, I really appreciate you letting me be on the show. <laughs> I hope you got a good nap in. I messed up big time. So I was like, um, yeah, I'm real sorry, but uh, I'm just too hot. <laughs> he kind of like, he was like, all right, let me. So he went inside, used the restroom, came back, and the heat was like fresh as a daisy. Mm-hmm. And uh, we get back in the car. Um, we're still in Ohio, by the way. We were, we were like 10 minutes from the border. And I was like, I, I can't believe I did that. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So, take it easy with them, with the, with them with weed that. ketchups, I guess. Yeah, and fucking weed cookies for sure. Yeah, I, I can probably count on one hand the number of times that I've been high on edibles. And they're all just, I just become the worst version of myself. You came to my birthday party. I know. I know. Around people that I don't know. I remember just walking in and there was no one there yet. And I was like, oh, this is going to be fine. And then people started showing up and I was like, this is not going to be fine. I am not okay. Why did you do that? such a bad idea. I don't know. I was at a different, very like safe space birthday party before (laughs) that where I knew everyone. And it was, they were like, do you want a brownie? Like, you don't have to. And I was like, you know what? I would love a brownie. Absolutely. And we were drinking like mimosas and eating, eating brownies. Mm. And I was like, this is so. 
And then I was like, oh, I get to go see like Thad and Dyke. Like, and I was like real excited about it. And it wasn't until I was like there that I was like, there are going to be other people here. Bunch of other people. I don't know. Bunch of people that I don't know. People that I do know, I didn't really want to see. It was a lot. (laughs) Yeah, it was, it's not, it's not the best. I just get kind of anxious and then I get like real awkward more so than I naturally am. And then there's sometimes a period where I'll just get like really grumpy. Like it's someone else's fault that I've chosen to make these bad decisions. (laughs) Yeah. I remember getting cornered by somebody who wanted to have a really serious conversation when I was (laughs) Like at peak of freaking out. I'm like, I don't even think on an edible. I think just being real too high. Mm-hmm. And uh, they just want to have a, like, and I think it was something where they were trying to apologize for something that they had done. Yeah. But it was just like an awkward conversation. <laughs> that was like, can we not do this right now? <laughs> like, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I know this is very important to you. But it's like, I, I can't do this right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like. Uh, I feel like this would not be complete if we didn't call somebody and bother him. Oh, no. It's it's unlikely for us to only have one drunk dial during the episode. Yeah, we got to get a couple in here. Mm-hmm. Who, 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 who should we call this week? For, mm. for, for, the sh- for the short. The short. Well, we know we had a, a fun fun episode with, uh, <laughs> drunk dial with Jake Johnson last week. That was fun, getting to hear about the mcniven's halle berry bathroom yeah and whatever a pee stretch is which i didn't i didn't know now i know about the pee stretch so it's, it's gotta, gotta be something to top top that um okay let's let's try i got one here okay i feel like that's a really good black circle black circle that is I feel pretty strongly about that What up, Dyke? What up, Zane Z? <laughs> He's gonna hate You're you. on the Drunk Dyke <laughs> podcast. God damn it. <laughs> Got him. People are going to start screening your calls. They're just not going to answer anytime you call them ever. Hi, Zane. I got, I'm, I'm pulling up to my mom's house right now. So, can I call you back? No, we were just doing this real quick. <laughs> this is real quick. Do you, uh, do you, do you have two minutes to spare? Two minutes, or you can can we can, can, give, can we get your mom on the podcast? You think? Oh man, I can give you two minutes. My mom doesn't have shit to say. She barely speaks English. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad that you're able. To, I remember when we talked to you at the beginning of quarantine. Your mom was like not letting you even on the porch. She was like throwing food to you in the yard. Oh yeah, I'm glad that you. No, that like, she's still doing that. Okay, oh, oh still gotcha. Doing that. I'm just I'm going to pick up medication because uh, I ran out of refills, and my mom like keeps some keeps like a stock of it because she knows that i'm always gonna run out yeah does she just throw it to you as so, you drive by individual pills yeah she's gonna like, yeah, catch she's gonna, it's, it's gonna be a drive-by i'm not even gonna park she's just gonna drive by she's gonna toss it she's got a good arm good aim uh she's like the peyton manning of pakistani mom <laughs> hell yeah just real quick uh obviously people know you um you know any the one fan of this show uh you're 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 a friend of the show been on multiple times um you were yeah. just in the indiana indiana's funniest person contest a helium oh, comedy club God damn it. 
You, yeah, how, how you calling to pour some salt in the wound, Dyke? <laughs> oh, Are you calling to pour salt in the wound? Okay. The yeah, wound. I walk to a bunch of fucking people who are less than a year into comedy. Uh, by the way, I looked up the word delusion, <laughs> and the definition of delusion is being in a comedy contest in the middle of a pandemic, <laughs> losing to a bunch of white people who are less than a year into comedy, and then continuing to believe that <laughs> you still have a chance in this business. That is delusion. <laughs> I am delusional for doing this. I don't know why I continue to do this, but yes, if that's what you're calling about, I did lose. Didn't even make it past the first round. Been doing this for like eight years, um, and I lost to someone who does this like part-time and has been doing this for less than, like, six months. So, okay. That, well, okay, but to be fair, I didn't know any of this when he said he wanted to call you. So, I, <laughs> I think you're really funny. No, of course, Zane. You're, Thank you. You are you're one of the funniest comics in, 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 in the state. In the I would say the, the Midwest area. Uh, however, let me, let me ask you this. <laughs> How many people did you bring to the contest? I brought... Two, and those two people I brought begrudgingly. Uh, they wanted to come, and I was like, no, listen, you're wasting your time. Don't come. Because uh, I think comedy competitions are gross, and they're exploitative, and they are, they are, totally. they are useless. Um, Would you have so, felt yeah, differently about it people. if you had won? Um, no, I didn't even plug it. Like, yeah. I usually plug shows on my social. I didn't even plug this, because the like what? It's it's a bad show. Yeah, it's a bad show. Like it's a bunch of people who suck at comedy, and they're bringing out all their friends. It's a you know jerk fest for these people who are bad at comedy. And I get up and do my six minutes, and the rest of the show show sucks. So um, I was reluctant to like invite people or to even plug it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it becomes it becomes a popularity contest. Yeah. Especially things. Yeah, like- and I'm not. I'm not a popular guy. I'm not like a very. <laughs> I uh, I talked about you know deep state pedophiles and uh, <laughs> stealing stuff from the protests um, and things like that. Things that aren't very palatable to like the general public. So yeah. Well, Zane, thank you so much uh, for being on the yeah. show. <laughs> You're always a bright shining star. Yeah, to sorry. Us. <laughs> sorry, I haven't. I haven't let that out. It's like a fresh wound. This is the space that you can you can just let out all that anger yeah. because no one listens except for us, and we're listening. And I am so sorry. You Thank it. you. Thank you. I can like I think I can cancel my therapy appointment. Yeah, I mean if I you ever that- if you ever need therapy, you just let us know. We'll give you a drunk dial. You just call the drunk dial hotline. <laughs> Good lord, we're here for this you. Here's the fucking worst. Yeah. <laughs> I are, hate everything. You, I love you guys. Are you coming to the open mic later? Yeah, I'll see you there. Okay, bye-bye. Bye, Zane. All right, bye-bye.